I'm glad to have my dad here. Uh, he'll be 89 later this year. Lord bless him. Come. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is always good to be in the house of the Lord. And um, as he said, um, we're without uh, internet and uh, news and uh, all these good things and uh, or bad things. But uh, sometimes that's a blessing. And uh, so we just learned to go back to the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Can't hear anything, don't know anything, just thank the Lord and go on. We are happy to be here and uh, Father's Day and uh, with all of you and, of course, uh, my son. And uh, uh, <clears throat> God bless all of the... I guess we could say the boys, the men, and uh, uh, fathers, grandfathers, and great-grandfathers, and um, uh, those that will soon be fathers. Lord bless all of you. It is always good, as I said, to be in uh, the house of the Lord. And uh, he mentioned some things, and I um, was um, looking in God's Word, and... Uh, uh, I found something, and I, I'm just going to give you one little thought, but uh, I want to read this in um, uh, St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. I thought this applied to uh, fathers and uh, some of those that are soon to be fathers. In fact, all of us. This is the fifth chapter of um, St. Matthew, first verse, St. Matthew 5 and verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, This is called the Sermon on the Mount. You've all read it. You've heard it preached many, many times. And there's just a lot of good things here. But the first verse that Jesus taught them, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. There is a, in this, all of this, there are eight, at least eight characteristics that the Lord spoke. Blessed, blessed, merciful, and pacemakers, and all of that he went on. But the first one he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. These are, uh, I guess, uh, I'm going to use it as characteristics of a father, of a servant. When you become a father, you become a servant. But good characteristics of a father. And the first one here is, blessed are the poor in spirit. As he mentioned, I didn't tell you this, that when I first went to pastoring in southern Missouri, he was about six weeks old. 
And the hospital where he was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, called us or informed us that your child may have an infection. And we didn't realize it, but he did in his body. They said 17 children have already died that had this infection, and it received it in the hospital. And we took him to the doctor, to the hospital, and he had this infection. We were some 300 miles from my parents and about that distance from her parents, 150 miles from her brother-in-law in St. Louis. We were down in Southern Missouri, should I say, all alone. And I realized I'm poor in spirit. And we began to pray, all different ones around, and they began to pray, and God showed us a miracle and healed him of that infection. Then I realized, Lord, I don't ever want to get away from being poor in spirit because, let me say, poor in spirit sometimes means you're helpless. You need, you need someone to help you in that hour. And I found out how spiritually helpless I was, how naturally helpless I was. And I just began to pray and say, God, give us a miracle. Others began to pray and God performed a miracle. Sometime after that, I went to Illinois to pastor a church. And I ran into some problems, and I thought, well, you've gone four years to Bible college, you've graduated, you have been in home missionary work, you have been pastoring, been assistant pastor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I ran into some problems, and. I called my pastor in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I said, Pastor, I need some help. He said, I, I'm pastoring a church now, and I thought I knew everything, and I found out I, I don't know how to handle this problem. It's just overwhelming. He began to talk to me and tell me. A good characteristic of a father, and you soon find that out. In fact, all of us find this out. I don't know everything. I'm poor in spirit. There's situations I can't, I need God. I need the Lord to help me. I need others to pray with me. And I hope and pray that I never get to the place as a father, as a grandfather, as a great-grandfather that I'm I want to always be poor in spirit and realize, God, I need you. I need your help. I need your strength. I need you. Sometimes I, I may think I know everything, and then I realize, oh, God, I don't. But I want to always say, Lord, I need your help. I need your strength. And as 
God bless all of the fathers, and I'm glad that I realized as a young father I needed help. I needed God. I was helpless without the presence of Almighty God. Praise God. God bless you. It's coming. Uh, as I said, you know, I, I remember my father uh, didn't not necessarily taking me hunting, not necessarily taking me camping, but showing me that a great love for God and a great love for the house of God and a great love for the people of God. And although he did not have a father as an example, uh, his father was uh, an alcoholic and um, I met him for the first time, my grandfather, when I was in high school. And um, my dad actually had just found him after him being gone since he was four years of age. But you know what? If you want to live for God and you desire to have, you have a heavenly father. And he is a good, good father. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Brother Nick, come. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, as we've already said, and what a wonderful word. I appreciate all that we've already heard and what we're, what we're about to hear. Amen? Amen? We do want to take a moment and just welcome some of our guests and some visitors that we have. It's great to have uh, Brendan here, a friend of Dalton. We're happy that he's able to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Also, Ananda Horn brought her cousin, Anessa. We're happy that she's able to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Also great to have uh, Sister Betty Patterson here and Kathy here again. We're happy that they're both able to be here this morning. And so good to see, Pastor already mentioned, but Sister Beverly Spires. We're happy that she's feeling better after uh, having to be in the hospital. So we're happy she's able to be here. Also good to see Brian Galoni here with his dad this morning. Lord bless him. And Brother Nathan Cheese is able to travel back home too for his dad. Happy that he's able to be here. Amen. It's so good to have all of you here in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. If you are a first-time visitor, I missed you. I do apologize, but we're so happy that you are here. And I do have a gift bag for any of our first-time guests I'm in the back of the sanctuary. I'd love to meet you after church um, and let you know more about our church. And we also have our First Steps class. So if you would like to know more about our church, we have First Steps that happens um, on Sunday mornings at 930. If you have any questions about that or would like to be a part of that, just let a, talk to me after church, and I'd like to let you know more about that. I would like to share one verse with you. Uh, we've already mentioned this verse or this idea several times this morning, but 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18. I was trying to think of a verse um, about Father's Day and how he is that good father. We've already sang about that this morning, but that verse says, and he will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I'm so thankful that as pastor already said, as bishops already said, even if you don't have, it doesn't matter what your family on earth is. We all have a heavenly father. We all have that good father. And I'm so thankful for that. If you believe that, can we just lift our hands and just worship him and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for, for claiming us as your children, Lord. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the praise.
Praise the Lord. Brother Tim Galoni is here today. It's his uh, Father's Day. His son is with us. Brother Tim, come. And uh, <coughs> Brother Tim has served on our church board, still serving on it. Brother Collins, Brother Shane, Brother David Post, I appreciate <coughs> these men. We are uh, doing a lot of construction and uh, as you can probably see uh, out in our foyer and in our hallways and we're thankful for the leadership and their love for the house of the Lord Brother Galoni uh, not long after I was here began uh, periodically meeting with me not about uh, church issues but about issues in his own business and just said I I want a sounding board. I'm not his dad. I'm not uh, a, a great businessman, but interested in getting a spiritual perspective. And um, I know there were other men, Brother Post, others in the church that he had that kind of relationship with. And I, I guess the theme for this today for fathers is uh, there's a great, connection that you can have through the body of individuals that become uh, part of the, your brothers, your fathers, your mentors, and Brother Galoni has been a great inspiration to me that he's still here and praising and shouting and worshiping after going to death's door two times. Mind if I tell it? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You tell it. Well, I, I, you've told everything I was going to say. Thank you, Pastor. No, I seriously, I, I, I want to say Happy Father's Day also to the men in our church and boys that aren't fathers yet. You don't have to be a, a biological father to be a, a mentor or a father to someone. And I know there's many men in our church that aren't necessarily a biological father, but are mentors and father figure to boys. And I want to commend them too and say, happy Father's Day. So, and uh, so thankful my son Brian's here, the greatest Father's Day gift I ever received 46 years ago. Yeah. He's a fine young man and uh, Vicki and I are so proud of him. And uh, for your information, he's still single. <laughs> I got started off on a bad note with my father. Uh, the day I was born, now get this, I'm, uh, let, me, let me start with this. I am the seventh of uh, 12 children. So there's six already in the house and uh, mom's ready to deliver me. And my dad is out hunting, Pastor. <laughs> and when it came time uh, for her to go to the hospital, she had to call her sister to come and get her to take her to the hospital. So we got off to a bad start, but it was all good from there. My father was a very loving man. He didn't tell us, I love you every day or every time he talked to us, but the occasional hug pat on the head and the pat on the back 
always showed us how much he loved us and cared for us. He was very sensitive to that. He had a firm hand of discipline. And you can imagine with eight boys and four girls, you needed to have a, a firm hand of discipline. And he, he did. And I think my oldest brother uh, took the brunt of, for all of us because we knew what not to do when dad was around. But he was always a very uh, firm, disciplinary type man, but not in a, a abusive way at all. Very good man. He was dedicated to take us to church. We'd all, well, however many was at home, we weren't all at home at the same time. As a matter of fact, my youngest brother never met my oldest brother until he was four and a half years old. He, Joe was off in the Navy, and uh, when he got out of the Navy, he started living in California, so he, didn't, he never met, met him until then. But anyway, we'd load up in the car, and we were never late for church. We'd, Dad would line us all up in the car, and, and we all had our lineup. They had uh, pews at church, and um, we'd sit there like ducks in a row until we got a little older. Then we were allowed to sit up with our friends, and we never dared get out of line. Cause, and he did it. My dad would do it. He'd come up and tap you on the shoulder or grab me by the ear and set me down next to him. <laughs> he was a hardworking man. He was a dental technician. He wanted to be a dentist. When he got out of the Navy, he was going to go to the dental school and the GI Bill, but couldn't get into school. The, the classes were full, so I uh, had a, a mom's uncle uh, was a dentist and he recommended he go to uh, take a job in a dental laboratory and uh, so he did so he'd get some experience if he did get into the dental field well after a few children came along that was that was it for the dental field he he was stuck to dental laboratory but he was a perfectionist and uh, I'll never forget the first day I went to dental school dental laboratory school uh, we introduced ourselves to our classmates, and when I got dinner introducing myself, the instructor told me that, told our class, excuse me, that my father was the finest ceramist in the state of Ohio. And ceramist is the one that makes the tea. So I was very proud of that. He was a very, very, uh, very much a perfectionist. He was a very brave man. He served two terms in the Navy, uh, one pre-war, and then when the war broke out, he re-enlisted him and his twin brother. My dad was an identical twin. Uh, they, uh, they served uh, post-war, or after, the, after when the war started, they were separated. They were never separated before that. And my, brother's, my dad's brother was lost at war. And uh, dad never talked much about it, but it affected him very much. And um, I just know what a brave man he was. As a matter of fact, one time they were uh, in, uh, they were moored in a, in a harbor. I'm not sure where, somewhere in the Pacific. And uh, dad was on watch and a bad storm broke out and the ship broke away from the mooring. And I'm not sure what the procedure dad did, but he did something he wasn't supposed to do. An enlisted man was not allowed to do. But it ended up saving the ship from crashing into another ship. And uh, at first, he was very much reprimanded for that. But afterwards, after they found out what had happened and what he did, 
they gave him accommodation, decorated him. Dad loved to fish, and he passed that on to all of us boys and even the girls. Uh, we still love to fish today. We started out at Rocky Fork out uh, by Hanover. Uh, we'd fish there, and then we'd go to, when we got bigger, we allowed to go to Buckeye Lake, Mike. And then we got a little bigger, we got to go to Lake Erie. Then we went to Canada, then we went to Alaska. So we had great memories of fishing with my father. He always uh, tried to attend our events we were in. We were in athletics or uh, baseball, basketball, football, whatever. He was always tried to be at our events whenever he wasn't working. But the thing I appreciated most about my father was how much he loved my mother and how much he respected my mother. He never laid a hand on my mother in a kind, gentle way. And believe me, none of us children had to ever better talk back or disrespect our mother, for we were in big trouble. Now, as Pastor mentioned, I've had, I've had a couple of stem cells transplants. And what, what it is, they pretty much take you down to the door, death of doors, doors death and bring you back. So I've had four birthdays, my natural birthday, two stem cell transplants, and a spiritual birthday, which will be 50 years this year in December. They all have received the Holy Ghost. Let me see why I said all that. Thanks to that spiritual birthday, I have been privileged to be involved with so many great men in this church. And just, just off the top of my head, I wrote down names this morning that had a tremendous impact on me. Brother Gordon, Brother Martin, Brother Clyde Lane, Brother Brown, the two Clark brothers, Bob Hartley, Brother Gatrell, Charlie Edge, Dave Ryan, and I want to mention most of all my father-in-law, Bob Post, who's just been a wonderful father-in-law to me and a great blessing to our family. Bob uh, is a hard-working man who worked his way up through the police ranks to become chief of police and uh, he served our country and uh, now unfortunately Bob has a hard time seeing but does all he can for his family still and Bob I love you and thank you for all you've been to us. And I want to say my pastor, who's been like a father to me also. He mentioned how I confide in him. My dad taught me that. Always confide in someone smarter than you are when you're making a big decision. And I tried to do that. And uh, pastor, you've been a great friend to me. And what a pastor we have for our church, a father to all of us. Thank you so much. And last of all, and she, you know, I wish I was as eloquent as she was, how she said it, but Jesus is the greatest father any of us could have. His uh, kindness and his mercy, his mercy just is, I try when I pray to worship or to praise God and my attempts are so feeble, but he knows I try. And I thank God uh, for this church, the men of this church, who have 
have been there to help me along the way. And uh, especially our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Intentionally, but just kept a running total in my counting on Friday mornings. And we have more men at our early Friday morning prayer than ladies, which is amazing that we have such a strong men's group. And um, we, I know it's early and I don't expect everyone, I know people have to work and go and do, but uh, I do appreciate all the men of this church and I know uh, all of our young men, many of them are here today, many had donuts and uh, uh, the sugar's kicking in. And of course, uh, I have two wonderful daughters and I could talk about them and what an honor it's been. Yeah, absolutely. Fortunately, both of them take after their mother, so that's a good thing. So uh, I do appreciate my wife. I, I will say that it is an honor for me to serve in a church full of committed men, so many that have worked tirelessly in so many areas and have helped me for the last 18 plus years assume the responsibility of the building and vans and food and et cetera, et cetera. And um, uh, it was good to have uh, David join our family. And uh, all of a sudden, because I had two daughters and a wife and a dog that was a female and he bought her a female dog and it was like there was no other testosterone on the block. And so, uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned, I, my dad did not uh, do a lot of stuff outside of church, but he taught me to love the house of God, to love the work of God, to love the people of God. And uh, David, of course, had that very same attribute. The first time I ever spent time with him, he was not dating or interested in my children. If he was, he didn't tell me. Um, but um, he was um, getting an award from the section for his sacrifice. Uh, he had made a commitment to play at a, uh, uh, the keyboard at a youth uh, rally, and it so happened that his team ended up uh, winning something, so he would have to miss uh, a football game where he was playing in order to fulfill his commitment to that he had made to God. And um, I was privileged to be allowed to take him to that. Uh, we were not long having been here. And I thought that's pretty amazing for a young man to, you know, football in Ohio, um, even at the high school level, is pretty king. You know, and so you don't mess with that department at all. Uh, but it was obvious that he had a great, great love for God. And uh, later uh, I watched as that love for my oldest daughter develop and mature and his love for his two girls is um, quite evident. And I, I know he has faced and battled some health issues the last six months 
And if I could snap my fingers, if I could trade places, if I could take it so that they wouldn't have to go through it. And yet I know that everybody has to go through their journey. And I am watching as David is in the midst of his. And I do appreciate uh, his continued love for God, and love for his family. And um, he's going to close this out for us. Brother David, love you. Let's give him a hand. media guy turns the uh, microphone off when it's already on. <laughs> Par for the course. Uh, praise the Lord. Happy Father's Day again. Um, it is, uh, thank you for the kind words. Uh, based on the number of surgeries I've had related to playing football, maybe I should have signed up for some more uh, youth rallies to play at, uh, but um, uh, nevertheless, uh, you learn, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know if the Lord's got something to say this morning. Um, I didn't talk to, to Bishop, I didn't talk to Brother Tim, uh, not talk to Pastor, uh, but there's this theme that seems to be clear between all of us uh, that you don't have to biologically be somebody's father in order to fulfill that role uh, in when you're in the church. And, you know, the world has tried to replicate that, you know, whether it's big brothers, big sisters, and those are great programs uh, that give an opportunity for young people who don't have uh, access to a father or a family to be connected and maybe learn some of those skills, build a relationship, have somebody that they can turn to uh, in, in a time of need. But the model is not as perfect as it is in the church. Because here, we're learning from the best dad that there is to learn from, the wisest dad that there is to learn from, the most loving, compassionate dad that there is. And, you know, whether you have had children or have never had children, maybe you're just a young man, uh, you can be a father to somebody. And... Uh, this isn't a new concept. Obviously, today we've talked about it several times, and in years past, you know, we've even labeled, you know, Mother's Day, Ladies' Day, and Father's Day, Men's Day. Uh, so it, it's not new for us to kind of step out of the biological realm and enter into the spiritual realm and becoming a spiritual father to somebody while still ministering to them in the natural. Uh, Paul talked about uh, this in his letter to the Corinthians. He said in 2 Corinthians 6.18, says, And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughter, saith the Lord Almighty. 
I'm pretty sure that I am not the biological son of Jesus. Yet, I'm still a son and a daughter in his eyes. So th this concept of biological is not concrete when we're dealing with uh, the spiritual sense. And so uh, I started to, to look at, uh, you know, a, a passage of scripture, you know, thinking about, you know, what is a spiritual father? You know, how can we become one? And, and there's a flip side of not just being uh, a spiritual father, but learning how to be a spiritual son or daughter. Uh, in Psalms 103.13, it says, As a father loves and pities or has compassion towards his children, so the Lord loves and pities those who fear him with reverence, worship, and awe. Here it talks about the father and how a father should behave. But then it goes and it says, The Lord, who's our father, he loves and pities those who we have an action back towards someone. So you can be or think that you're a father figure for someone, but there should be some type of output or fruit that is being produced that is reciprocated back towards you. And if you are an individual that's looking for a father figure and uh, you say, I don't know, how to do that. I don't know how to uh, find that. Well, we're supposed to be looking for people who exemplify these characteristics. These are just a couple. You know, love, compassion, pity. We sang a song earlier today that talked about somebody who's mighty, who's a provider, who's a helper. You know, those are characteristics that a father embodies. And uh, probably one of the lesser known characteristics or ones that we, we typically don't hear about a father uh, is a comforter. Yet, what was the first thing that the Lord sent after he had left? He sent the comforter. And in today's day and age, there's so much to be distressed about. There's so much to be anxious about, uh, paranoid, um, hopeless, helpless, and you can enter into despair. And there's a difference in being helpless physically or naturally or being poor in spirit where we say, I need that comforter, I need that helper, I need my dad to come and fill this spiritual need so that I can overcome these pressures that are going on. And uh, so if you're looking for somebody to be a father figure in your life, look for someone that has those characteristics. And we have many, many men in this church that fit those and what's great about a church body is you can have multiple fathers pouring into your life and sharing their experience and many have filled that role uh, for many of us over time uh, brother Tim went through a list that influenced him 
Uh, many of the folks on that list were ones that I grew up seeing as well. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that I live pretty close uh, to one of those uh, people in my life. We appreciate him and all that he does for us. Uh, I, I've, I knew he loved me, but to see his concern over the past several months has been uh, very impactful to me. I mean, for me, I'm dad, I'm a man, I'm tough. Uh, I probably haven't considered most everybody else's feelings about the fear of you hear the C word and uh, you know what that means and a surgery and you know it is to see another man saying I'm concerned you know this is a big deal uh, has shown the element that I talked about today around having compassion or pity and a lot of us dismiss that as a fatherly attribute and so today I would encourage you that if you are a father or man who hasn't always shown compassion or pity I'm a dad with two little girls who are 11 and and seven uh, but she thinks she's 17 and so uh, I understand um, how much uh, you can really hate to love something uh, and, and you're ready to, to throw them out sometimes. But uh, responding with uh, compassion and love always trumps and outweighs responding in anger or frustration. And I still make that mistake, but it's my goal to strive towards responding with compassion, with love, with pity. Uh, and so, uh, again, I'm thankful for a pastor, for a dad, uh, who, a spiritual father who fulfills those roles and exemplifies uh, those characteristics to me and to many of us. Uh, if we'll stand get ready to to close out